And we're live. Yeah, I think so. Looks live. What's up? Nothing. How have the creepy cabin folk been these past couple of weeks? Are we actually recording? We are actually recording. Why are you questioning this? I don't know. I wasn't painting. I can't really see from here. You got a monitor blocking me. Okay, so what are we watching today? Nothing. Nothing, okay. Absolutely nothing. But we did actually watch something recently. We did watch something recently, yes. Uh, it was the, we started the Sons of Sam. Got halfway through. Docu-series. Two out of four, right? Two out of four, yeah. It is interesting. I'm believing this guy. I believe there was more than one person. I, they're, they're making a compelling case. I don't yeah. remember much of it because <laughs> it was days ago. Uh, it was like almost a week ago. What was some of the, uh, the evidence well, of this? who's the guy that actually got admitted to it? I forget Was it name. Berkowitz? Was Berkowitz, that his name? Yeah. In the letters that the son of Sam wrote, he would reference, um, Wheaties, like, a John, John Wheaties. Wheaties. Uh, he would mention the son of Sam, who turned out to be... This guy that lived near them that had two sons, one was a John Wheaties, and like all the stuff that like really lined up with that family, and then it was oh demon worshiping and stuff. Yes, and then the Sam had a dog, right? Sam had a dog. Yep. There was that whole because uh, he said, "Oh, the dog talked to me," and then he shot the dog for some reason. That's, okay, that's where it gets confusing. I don't know. Maybe I mean maybe the guy had multiple dogs. That's why it's called Sons of Sam. Sons of Sam. It's about all the dogs he had. Well, he also had two sons. Anyway, um, right before they arrested Berkowitz, they got like a summons. They found he must have had a ticket or something. Mm-hmm. So one officer calls this other police station, and the dispatcher answers, and he he was like, "Oh, do you know Berkowitz?" And she's like, "Oh yeah, she he killed my dad's dog." And the guy was like, oh, that's a red flag. It's probably this guy. <laughs> but the thing was, that was, she was related. So she was Sam's daughter. Now I'm wondering if she was just lying. Like That was odd. Because I think that, that she was, was a hard. That was hard for me to figure out what was going on. Yeah. like she Because was, it didn't make any sense. He yeah, calls the dispatcher. Who answers. And she's like, oh, And yeah. she knows this guy. Because that's like her. Just some guy, though, right? <laughs> it's just some guy that he's looking into. Yeah, and she's like, I do know him. He shot my dad's dog. And why was he going through the summons? I don't know. Just to see if there was a weird car that was parked there. Yeah, I don't know. Because that turned out like... And that he just car, happened car, to find the guy. His car was too far away from where the actual crime was. Because he was from a different area where a crime had just taken like taken place, a murder. And yeah, just... And so he's like, what is a Jewish man doing in this area? Yeah, I, I don't That's know. That's what it was. That's what he said. Oh, yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's this Jewish guy from a, a different Yonker. town. He was from Yonkers, I think. It's like, from Yonkers. That's right. It sounds like a made up name, but from Yonkers. Yeah. And so he's like, all right, I'm going to pin it on this guy. And he did. He did. And the, the dispatcher is the daughter of Sam. And she was like, yeah, totally. He shot my dad's dog. Blah, 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 blah. Pause. Okay, so something weird just happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was our daughter being weird, but twice now we heard a strange noise coming from upstairs. Yeah, and it turned out to be a uh, a little to- kid's toy, mm-hmm. this truck. Now it was on, but it wasn't. I don't even know how this thing works. I didn't know it had an on button, but apparently, you know, like every uh, every one of these haunted shows, 
They're like, and then the toy turned on. And no one was around. That just happened to us. Yeah, maybe it was a cat, though. If there is a ghost, I would like it to turn the toy back on. How long do we wait? I, I... Let's go back to talking about Sam. Okay. Um, so yeah, guy from Yonkers, I don't know, that that thing confused me too, the whole like summons and calling, but it's just super suspicious that Sam's daughter was like, oh yeah, this total, uh, but then he ended up confessing when they arrested him, so. It, it made New York sound like there's 20 people in there. It did, because, so the guy that's, um, this documentary is like following his notes and everything, uh, ter- Terry something? Don't know. Okay, yeah, this is like a week ago that we watched this. And I'm not good with names. Yeah, I could so, have told you five minutes um, after. Anyway, so the guy that like, he's a, he's a reporter. I'm assuming he's passed since then because he's he doesn't, they have um someone else talking as his voice. But like, he grew up in that same area as Berkowitz and the Sam's kids and everything. He knew the daughter. He knew Sam's sons. Like, they were all grew up in that area. So it did, it did just make it sound like... Yeah. There's 20 people yeah. living in New York. <laughs> so, like, he, so, yeah. He, so, he had, like, like how a personal... Like, how are these coincidences happening? Yeah, he had, like, a personal connection. But, you know, he just gets super obsessed. Like, There's no way he could have done this all by himself. And all the sketches were a little different. Hmm. Yeah. And they looked like Sam's kids. The were... sketches... That, were, that was weird, because Berkowitz has a very distinct look to him. Yeah, like, you could like... pick him out of a crowd yeah. easy. So you would think the sketches would at least be close, <laughs> no. but they were all over the place. Until you saw Sam's kids, Sam's two sons, because it kind of, they did look like, well, there was a couple sketches that looked like. It did. Yeah. So we got two episodes left two of this episodes. show. I yeah. can't wait to, to finish so it. So maybe next, maybe we'll finish it by our next episode so we can tie that in before we watch our movie. But oh, yeah, it's. Pretty good so far. But so far, I'm, I'm convinced. This guy has me convinced. So we'll see. I feel like Netflix can convince me of anything, and it kind of worries me. Well, they convince me, and then in the next episode, they're like, you're an idiot. This is what really happened. You're like, <laughs> I know. gosh darn like, it. Fuck, I am stupid. I believed you again. But everything is... But they're trying to tie it in with, like, Charles Manson now because they're a Satanist and shit. So, like, yeah. we'll see. That seems a bit sketchy. That's, we'll see. They'll convince me they, of that. They found, like, the, the ger- they kept killing German shepherds. Oh, yeah, that's right. So they kept finding those bones. Like, they, there was definitely, like, some inf- shit going on that they discovered. But yeah, we'll find out. You guys, if this doesn't make you convinced to watch it because of your pure confusion by how we're describing it, I don't know what will. <laughs> <laughs> we're confused, too. Sons of Sam. Oh, anyway, a little bit of a Netflix news. They have a Texas Chainsaw Massacre show now. And, like, how old is this show? It just came out. Did we know this was happening? I think I know, but I don't know how long I've known. Because I think we discussed a little bit, because I was like, are they going to try to, like, make you feel bad for Leatherface? Like, <laughs> Well, we did uh, talk about that Leatherface movie oh, that I watched. Oh, maybe that's what I... So okay, that maybe that's... It. Okay. And then, yeah, that movie sucked. Because, yeah, that was, like, the whole, like, what made them... The thing is, like, the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre was amazing, it's just a fucked up family. One person was fucked up and they just raised a bunch of fucked up kids and that's all you need to know. And they lost their jobs because the meatpacking industry mm-hmm. was going all like robotic, not robotic, but it was, they, were, like, they lost their jobs because of technology. <laughs> they all got screwed up because one person was screwed up in that family and he raised a bunch of screwed up people. And there you go. You nailed it. <laughs> yeah. So the original one was amazing. I actually liked the remake with uh, Jessica Biel. I saw it in theaters with you, I think. You did? 
Yes. And I remember it had that had one of those typical like when she's being dragged the nail scene that has haunted me since then. (laughs) But I did I do remember we saw that in theaters. Dude, that movie was I think it was pretty good. Was it? I'm pretty sure it was in theaters when we started dating, or I saw it. But you did make me see it when we first started dating. So I don't know if it was in theaters or if it was. Well, a bunch of us went to see it in theater. I I remember that much. So you were probably there with us. Wow, I talked you into seeing Texas Chainsaw Massacre in theaters. Yeah, because the beginning of a relationship, it probably didn't take you much to talk me into it. Oh, that's yeah, I could talk you into whatever back then. That <laughs> was, was awesome. I was 19. <laughs> I was a wee little ass. I was, I just turned 35. <laughs> <laughs> a wee lass. I mean, you look good for what, how old are you supposed to be now? I'm like 100, I don't 45. Know. How long ago was that? <laughs> Jesus, that was ages ago. But anyway, so we do have a couple of stories, maybe? Or uh, research thingies. Oh yeah. Thingy, do you want to do you want to start us off with yours? What do you yeah, got? Yeah, because for I us think today? yours is going to be longer, so I think we should end with yours. Okay. Um. Well, do we want to do any news first, or do we want to like do the, my thing and then maybe jump? Did you find news articles? I did not. Okay. Everything looked stupid. Okay. Um. So I love banshees. Which is why you talked me into having kids. <laughs> so- now we have two in our house. Ha 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 ha! ha, ha, ha. Banshees. Anyway, banshees come from Ireland. They the name means woman of the fairy mound. Woman of the fairy. They mound. are linked with fairies. Probably, probably, really, probably fairies. They are probably fairies themselves. Are they um, small and cute? Sometimes, sometimes not. Well, really, I'll, I'll get there. All right, they foretell the deaths of people close to you. So if you see a banshee, do they scream it? They, they 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 keen they wail they cry they clap they like they're very emotionally distraught. So if you see a banshee, that means you're not going to die, but someone you know will die, or you're near someone who is dying. So they're not screaming; they're crying. They're crying. They're keening. They're upset. They're wailing. Keening. It's another way of like crying, like being upset about like. Never death. heard that. Did you um, make that word, or no, is that an Irish word? It's here. What language do they speak in Ireland? Uh, Gaelic, right? Or yeah. Wow. wow. They apparently speak English, only it sounds like this. Possibly a night, there'd be a full moon there, about a night, and should it be bright out, and could anyone go up in the mountains about a night, sure? Anyway, banshees can be seen anywhere from, like, a week before the death, to the day before death, to even a few days after the death. But if you see a banshee... A lot of good they do a few days after. <laughs> they're, just, they're, they're super sad, so they just want you to know. Their wailing can be heard from miles away. Some people describe it as an actually beautiful singing. Others say it's terrible screeching. And others are like, there's a lot of clapping, too. But no matter what, you can hear it from miles away. Have you looked up any YouTube videos? They did have <laughs> stuff about banshees screaming. Really? So another thing was like, have you ever heard of foxes scream or some kind of owl screech? They're like, that's probably Sounds what like people a teenage were. Girl. Yeah. Right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So that's, that's what, what we learned from uh, Caveat. Yeah. If we want to pause and look up Banshee's screaming. I want to hear one. Okay. Pause. So the first one Andrew slotted was sounded like a raccoon. It was definitely a raccoon. There was like nothing <laughs> terrifying about it. It's like, have you not been around any kind of nature in your life? I have heard like raccoons fighting and they can make some really scary noises. But the one that we listened to was not. That was not a particularly scary no, it was noise. Just, it was clearly an animal. Yeah. Like. And then the next one was another animal. It was a it was red a little, fox. A little more at human sound, kind of breathy, but like it yeah. could have, but still... So is this where the 
the origin of Banshees come from? Is raccoons fighting? Possibly. But then he did another one of the Red Fox that did sound like a person screaming. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, they're possibly. Banshees are often tied with families. Like, they stay with a family. A lot of families that have, like, the O surname, like O'Connor and stuff, have Banshees or the Mac name, like Macintosh and stuff like that. Did you know one of the variations on Wade is, like, O-Wade? Or there's a Mick Wade? We have a Banshee? Me? Yeah. Why not? I want a Banshee. Can I marry into a Banshee? Uh, I Look, think I can marry a Banshee. I think we already have. But <laughs> I don't know. I just love Banshees. So, anyway, where do they come from? Raccoons. Well, like I, I think we answered this one. This no, no, no. I mean, like in the lore. Okay. How do b- banshees come about? That's what this is gonna. What I'm gonna answer. Okay. What, what's your theory? Like in lore, where besides the raccoon. Besides raccoon, think of like a lore. Like I think like a lore. Like a lore. Okay, so they come from fairy mounds. Uh, that that's not the answer though, right? Hmm. So they're ladies of the fairy mounds. Oh, you know what? I bet it's the ghost of the deceased. Showing up before their death, Ooh, and they're like, sad about it. I'm like, dude, this fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. And okay, so there's um, according to some traditional traditions, banshees come from professional keeners. So way back in the day, people would hire professional keeners or criers, women who were paid to sob and scream and clap and like pull their hair when people died because apparently the more mourners a person had that meant they were great in life so some of these keeners criers would be so good at it in their life that when they died they became banshees that is not at all what i expected or on the other hand it could all they also were like but maybe they came from women who did not do their job professional as criers they're just like fuck it i don't want to do it and then they were cursed to become banshees for life after they wow. died wow and then another one, what I saw another one that was like it was um, kids who were not baptized. That one I like. That one's fun. But I like the professional crier. But that's just like it's just so strange. It's just, it's so strange. <laughs> but that's just like what they had. But um, I guess also another thing that plays into this being like old professional criers and stuff is a lot of the criers were paid with an alcohol. So they would get these ladies, they would cry, they would become alcoholics and then super old and no one would want to deal with them. So they're just like, you know what, go away. So they'd have these drunk alcoholic ladies like crying in the woods. In Ireland? Of, no. Supposedly. Come that's on. What one of my research says. Look, I did minimal research and I liked it. So That is amazing. You would pay people to cry at a funeral. Yeah, because the more people you had at your funeral upset, it meant you were a great person. I guess, or you're paying alcoholics to show up. <laughs> well, you're paying them with alcohol, causing them to become <laughs> alcoholics. Uh, so the banshee has is often seen in three different forms. There's a young maiden ver- version, so a little young, young maiden, mm-hmm. a full-figured matron, mm-hmm. and an old wretched crow. But like a fat chick, like tall. They've been really tall and full like figured? stately, tall boobed. Oh, I thought full-figured meant fat. No, well, yeah. But everything that I read... So a little girl, a fat woman, and an old lady. Mm-hmm. But everything I read about the full-figured matron, she was always, she was always very tall. Always with, like, long, white hair. So just hair. this gargantuan <laughs> fat woman. <laughs> so long hair. Nine feet tall. They oft- 600 pounds. They often had uh, red eyes from crying so much. Wow. Um, also, uh, so... When banshees were first, like, came around, originally, they did not scream and cry and do that. They would be seen washing blood off of, like, clothes or skulls, and they'd be, like, 
feeling like until the river the river ran red with blood like that's the kind of thing they're, they're quiet just kind of mourning like that and then eventually they morph into screaming things wow so a lot of times they're seen brushing their hair with a comb when they're mourning um and that's another i guess that's another fairy thing like don't pick up a fairy's comb if she drops it what do they so, do i don't i didn't look into that but i want to know just, what they do well if a fairy drops a cone comb now i'm gonna pick it up it'll probably be taken away i mean you're not supposed to take gifts from the fairy from fae people either well it's not a gift i stole it can you know. steal from fairies i mean i feel like if they're I don't know. And now I have some Banshee stories if you want to hear some. I want to hear every single one of these. This is amazing. So there's one, the Bunworth Banshee. So there was a a Reverend Bunworth. He was dying. But then all of a sudden he got into good health or better health. But still his herdsman, Mr. Cavanaugh, went to get a medicine. And then he came back and bumped into Bunworth's daughter and was like, really upset like is he okay is he okay and she's like yeah he's getting better he's fine he's like no 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 there was a um banshee that was following me and screaming and crying and saying the reverend's name is your father okay and she's like yeah i think you're drunk go away he's like i'm not drunk i promise i saw a banshee and then like a week later the reverend's dying dying there's a bunch of people at the house because they know he's gonna die and they moved him down to the parlor so he could just look out a window. And then they start, people started hearing someone moaning outside the window. So two guys went to go look and they didn't see anything. Now that's weird. So they went down the street because the moon was out so they could see. And they're like, they still didn't see anyone. When they came back, everyone was like, dude, that moaning and cl- clapping got really intense when you were gone. Then they shut the door and then they started hearing it too. And then he died at like sunset or at sunrise. Whoa. And then in 1642... A lady, Fanshawe, was visiting a friend in an ancient old castle. And at midnight, she was woken suddenly by a scream. And she saw a young woman hovering outside the top, outside the window in the moonlight. And then the lady was just stood there for a while. And then she shrieked twice and vanished. And the next morning, the lady was went downstairs and was like, dude, this really weird thing happened. And her friend was like, oh, yeah, you met her like Banshee. Apparently... They had an ancestor who married someone beneath his rank, and then his family got super pissed. So he was like, oh, fuck it. So he drowned his wife that he had just married. And now she haunts them and foretells people died. And they're like, yeah, we had a relative that just died last night. Whoa. And then a little girl in the mid-90s. You do that back then? <laughs> do what? Just drown your wife if I mean, your family if they make... disapproved? Yeah, because it was beneath his station. So I guess, I don't, you know. And she was pissed, so she haunted um she was a redhead though a lot of them are blonde Ugh, she was a redhead this ghost was a redhead which is surprised they were not evil. Red. a little girl in the mid-19th century saw a figure on her bridge the figure began to wail and then vanished and then she's like that's weird and the next morning her grandfather fell hit his head and never woke up again related to this old girl when that she, sounds nice <laughs> when she was on her deathbed so she became an old lady her daughter heard wailing around and underneath her bed the old lady never heard it and then the old lady died whoa and then on an Italian yacht, some Italian captain was, like, doing his boaty things. And all the people on the ship saw a banshee and were like, this is really weird. What the fuck? Who's this crazy-ass woman? And he's like, what are you talking about? And they explained it to him. He's like, oh, that sounds like a banshee. My family's from Ireland originally. He's like, oh, shit. Is my wife okay? Is my daughter okay? Turned out it was for him because he never saw it. And then he died, like, randomly in the middle of the night. Whoa. But everyone else on the boat. Because that's the thing, like... You don't. If you see a banshee, you're gonna be okay. You're fine. You're fine. It's just everyone you know. Someone, yeah. Everyone you know is dead. So he's freaking about his family, but then yeah, he was the one that. So that shows that banshees follow families. Like he was Irish. His family was originally Irish. 
now they live in Italy. Wow. So they're That's so crazy. They're tied to families. Hmm. I wonder if we got a banshee. I, don't know. I just think banshees. Who's are cool. got it? Like, because there's just one, right? If it, if you have like three kids, it probably just follows one of those kids. I mean, it might follow up. I don't know. You're gonna get stretched out if if unless you're maybe there's like everyone. banshee families. <laughs> like they're like a having whole higher hierarchy. Well, if there's professional cleaners, would they that have died, something better to do? You think? I don't know, but I've always like wanted to like write a story about a banshee too. I don't know. I just love banshees. Yeah, they're pretty cool. They I are. I never thought much of banshees until now. Till just right the second. Until this second right here. <laughs> but like, it's a cool like concept. Like it is a cool concept. They're freaky as fuck, but they're like also kind of just I, like. I just thought they were noisy. Yeah, well, I think that's, like, a, it's gotten, like, Americanized, I think, now. Because I think sometimes, too, people, like, go crazy from the scream, supposedly. Like, I think, like, it's gotten, like, morphed, you know? Mm-hmm. But even that shows, because way back when the ban- for Banshee myth- myths first started, there wasn't screaming. There wasn't crying. It was just a scary woman washing blood. In fact, that they would, there was one time where there was a bunch of Banshees that showed up into a field Right before a battle, they were just washing all the skulls and stuff, and then a battle happened. <laughs> Whoa. But usually Banshees work alone. So they're preemptively washing skulls. Yeah. Actually, this one might have been before and after. Okay. They're an omen. They they're a death sc- omen. Actual, like, just weird goth chicks who just, they saw a bunch of skulls, they took their opportunity. They were talking, telling stor- stories about, like, soldiers that would see, ban- think they saw Banshees or heard Banshees, because sometimes you just hear them, mm. you don't see them, and then they would flee, because they're like, fuck this, I don't want to go into that battle and die. Wow, it would be a great strategy to have a bunch of raccoons. Or, or, just, <laughs> or just hire a bunch of women to scream before battle. Just a bunch of drunk women. <laughs> <laughs> and if you could get, like, the captain of the army, enemy army's name... So you can have them screaming and moaning his name or something like that. Because, <laughs> like, one of these stories, the, the thing was screaming or was moaning the guy's name. That's awesome. Yeah, I think death omens are really cool. I think I want to look up some more death omens after this Ooh, for other episodes. What other ones do you have? Like, well, what are there? Tied I know into, there's comets, right? Tied into that one, I didn't read it. There's also headless carriages that are somehow tied into it. Cause it was the same chapter. Carriages have heads? <laughs> Coachman, headless coachman. Oh. <laughs> that makes a lot more sense. Uh, but that was like tied in with the same chapter of in that Irish folklore book. Okay. So I didn't read it, but but that was awesome. Good segment. All right, are you ready to hear my story? Mm-hmm. Are you at all questioning what it is? Yeah. Do you know what it is? Well, you told me about it's about caves. Okay. A cave, because I remember thinking that's real fucking dumb of you because you're claustrophobic. <laughs> terrified of and caves. And you had issues watching, like, so I was both impressed and shocked by your decision to do this. Okay. So this story is more like a screenplay mm-hmm. that I intend to send M. Night Shyamalan. Now, why him? Oh, no reason. Because you like What's-His-Face better, I feel like, these days. Um, the guy that does... Michael Flanagan. I don't think Flanagan would touch this. <laughs> You think it's a- M. Night Shyamalan, I think he'd look at this and be like, this is perfect. This is completely on brand for me. gold. All right. Maybe my finest movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, his finest. That's him saying it, not you, because you've never done a movie. Before. No, this is probably my worst. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Wait, we haven't done New York Ripper yet, so. <laughs> okay, so here we be go. Here, here we, we be go. Here we go. <laughs> 
The year is 1960. The place is Utah County, Utah, just west of Utah Lake, also in Utah. Okay. They're not good at naming stuff there. No. What was their What was their dweeb's name? The Mormon guy. John Johnson. I don't know. Some, <laughs> he had some like boring ass name. Um. Like, wouldn't I don't know? I would have picked a prophet with a better name. Yeah. Like Eliza, let us know what his name is. Dad Weeb's name was Joseph Smith. Okay. Anyway, here there is an unexplored nameless cave. A rancher first discovered the cave through a small opening with hot air gusting out. Be it fate or chance, he knew a caver by the name of Dale Green. The rancher told Dale about the cave, who was eager to explore. How many cavers do you think exist in the world? Cavers? I don't know. How many cavers exist? I just, I just, I want to, I... I bet there's a hundred of these guys. At least. I just, I'm frustrated because I don't know a guy for anything. There are communities of cavers. Did you know that? Okay, but okay, so he can be... They have a name that they call themselves... Splunkers? Spunkers. Spunkers. <laughs> oh, something like that. Anyway, I guess my point is I'm jealous that I don't have a guy for anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got me for everything. I, I, but you I'm know, your everything guy. You know where they're like, man, I wish I could do blah, 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 blah. And someone's like, I've got a guy for that. Like, that I, is like, my friend Mike. When I needed a boar head. He had a guy for that. He came through. It's true. But we don't see Mike often, so. No, really he's out. Uh, developing expertise on all other fields. <laughs> so he can be that guy. Anyway, yep. sorry. That's why he's the guy. Dale Green, accompanied by two of his friends, decided to explore the cave. The first thing they noticed was the unique color and texture. It was mostly composed of a light brown clay. When the survivors eventually emerge, survivors. they would give it the ominous name Nutty Putty Cave. I just, I... What? Nutty Putty? Yeah, that's the name of the cave. And I have to take this cave seriously. <laughs> yeah. I think I read that it was originally going to be called Silly Putty Cave, but I don't know why. They changed it to Nutty Putty. Because Silly Putty was too silly? Yeah, it was ridic- nobody oh, would take that cave is seriously. Or is it just, is there like a copyright issue? I don't know. How does that? How does that work with caves? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like you could name a cave whatever. That's true. Okay, so survivors? Yeah. Hmm. How many people do you think die? All of them. <laughs> so okay. How there was a, they they all survived because there was really a hermit living in the okay, cave. Okay, so I gave you a clue. Survival survivors is plural. I know. Listen to me. What? There's three people. Three people went in. They found a cave community. So uh-huh. three other people came out. Or maybe three people go in. Another three people go in, and then they all get jammed in there. In the. <laughs> Buddy cave. Mm-hmm. I should let you continue. There was a large opening with plenty of space. It doesn't seem scary. But these were not children. These were men. And men are always looking for new and interesting ways to die. Yeah. Thankfully, they found a small opening barely big enough to crawl through. So they did. This looks legit. Into the unknown they trudged and crawled. Dale took the lead. The passage seemed to be narrowing on him. Already, the heat and exhaustion were getting to them. As it became cramped, Dale was surely aware of the two men between himself and the exit, now squeezing their way through a space that was tightening as they proceeded. 
I mean, I'm not claustrophobic, but I hate this. <laughs> really? Why? I just don't like people being close to me. Why? So I'm trying to get, so in this, I was Dale. I'm trying to get through a hole. Mm-hmm. And then I got these two other dudes like right on me. No, thank you. Yeah. It's too, too close. You don't like dudes on you. I don't like anyone on me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> they pressed on anyway. Their heads clouded with testosterone. <laughs> Already thinking of all the poon they would surely receive upon return. They yeah. just needed to survive. Because all chicks find this hot. Well, it's a hot cave. It's, it's a, a thermal hot cave. They sur- if they survive, they got a story to tell. Yeah. Is that what guys think? <laughs> yeah. Just, that's what we all just, think. I'm going to do the stupid, dangerous thing and maybe get vagina out of it. That mentality shows up at middle school. Mm-hmm. Just doesn't go away. And, f- well, for most of us, it kind of does. Mm-hmm. I feel like for cavers, it does not. Yeah. I don't, unless I'm weird, but I do think it's more universal that ladies just don't think like that. I'm not thinking, I'm going to go risk my life. And then be like, hey, to get some dick, to get some dick, yeah, not worth it. You like, don't have to. <laughs> you know, dick is so easy I'm to get. I'm saying guys don't have to either. Yes, we do. You don't understand how hard it is for a guy to actually hard. get a woman. Mm-hmm. So we start doing things like this. We think, hey, maybe if I show my skills, like in Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. That's where that came from. It it was dead on. Like you gotta you gotta know how to work some nunchucks if you want to get a girl. Uh, Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> okay. Anyway. All right. <clears throat> and that's when things took a turn. Dave crouched his way in. There appeared to be an opening. I thought his name was Dale. <sighs> Dale crouched <laughs> his way in. There appeared to be an opening on the other side. He just needed to make it through this one last tight squeeze. He was having trouble going forward. What's worse, the two men behind him were having trouble of their own. They pushed, they struggled, they wriggled as much as they could. The air was hot and thin. Eventually it became clear. Sound like a porn. <laughs> this is the sexiest cave in America. <laughs> that nutty putty cave. Mm-hmm. The air was hot and thin. Eventually, it became clear to all three that they made it into the next chamber. All three made it out of the cave safely. Presumably, they were showered with poon for their bravery. So no one died? Nope. But you said survivors, which implies someone should have died. Not that I want, because these are real people. I don't want them to die, but like in the past. But like, you see the disconnect? No. Three men went in. Three men survived. There are three survivors. But why would you? What? <laughs> what? I feel like by saying there's survivors, it implies someone died. Thus, there were survivors. I didn't say died. anyone died. I said people survived. I, just, I think I just have banshees on the brain, and I'm thinking death, <laughs> and that, that it should. I didn't mention a banshee. There's no banshee. If there was a banshee at the foot of the cave. You would have mentioned it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on. There is more to tell about this cave, by the way. That was the beginning of a caving legacy. Nutty Putty Cave would go on to become a beloved caving destination, but it was not without its perils. In 1999, two teenage boys got stuck in one of the narrowest passages known as the birth canal. They needed 
to be rescued. The birth canal is so narrow that cavers need to suck their stomachs in to get through it. Because of how tight it is, the birth canal became a popular challenge spot for the cave in 2001. I just... What? We couldn't go in that cave. Because we're fat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, why would you want to go anywhere where you have to suck your stomach in while doing, like, physical... I don't know. I'm the wrong audience. <laughs> Sorry, go on. In 2001, two 13-year-old Boy Scouts became trapped in the birth canal as well. Sadly. They're too young for that. Or too old. Hmm? <laughs> I'm just going to see my way out. <laughs> too young or too old. <laughs> just... <laughs> uh, that's good. Sorry. Yeah, you really... Uh, soften the blow for what comes next oh no did i just make a joke about dead boys <sighs> sadly after a four-hour rescue attempt these two boys ended up dehydrated i mean how would you drink if you're stuck in the birth canal <laughs> i'm sure there's juices man but, why you make me go down this road <laughs> but like you have to suck your stomach in so how are you gonna dr- <sighs> <Anyway>. <clears throat> moving on in 2004, a 16-year-old boy led a group of six other boys through the cave. We don't know where he was or where he was going, but at some point, Joe. the boy got lost. He wriggled headfirst down a tight slope. It was not the opening he thought it was, and he ended up getting stuck. Rescuers were called, but they were having a difficult time getting him out. At one point, he stopped responding they continued to pull him out. Finally, at 6 a.m., they dislodged his body from the small crevice. They dragged his limp, unresponsive body all the way to the surface where an ambulance was waiting. Sadly, upon arrival at the hospital, the boy was pronounced Brock Clark because that was his name. But tragically, after fighting for his life for several days in the hospital, Brock died a little inside when his family got the bill. I don't mean, did he die a little bit inside or did his parents die a little bit inside? I, you know, I'm sure his parents were the ones, but in the spirit of wording. Yeah. It would have been really confusing if you're like, died. his parents died. <laughs> well, <laughs> there's where a did twist. This come from? Yeah, if you want to do a Shabba Lama Lama twist. Yep. There you go. Okay. That's one way to do it. So I just. The headfirst thing seems really dangerous to me. It doesn't it? Because you could fall headfirst down, a, just like you could just lie on your neck and die. I don't know how these people do it. Uh, I showed you some of those videos that were yeah. bothering me, right? Yeah, that's why I'm really impressed. They like slither like snakes. Jeez, oh, but that's why I'm like impressed and confused that you decided to go with this route. Yeah, with today's story. There's that one guy who was like slithering through this tiny little cave. And then he gets stuck, and I start having a panic attack. He's like, oh, well, let me hang on. And then he, like, wiggled his way through it. Do you think he's part snake? I think he's part stupid. Or cat. Was it rat? Which one can, like, just, like, break, but, like, not, like, Those are rats, right? Rats that can, Rats, if a rat can get its head through something, it can can get the rest of its body through. That is not true for people. (laughs) (laughs) That is not our special ability. We can't just dislodge our shoulders (laughs) and then just... If you get your head through something, you're probably going to get your head stuck in it. (laughs) Okay. Is is that it? We're done? Uh, There's there's some more. Okay. Oh, geez. Are are the cabin folks sick of hearing this already? There's a lot more to this cave, Ashley. Okay, okay. Jesus. Okay. 
Hey, settle down. All right. Now, we come to the story of John Jones, and I'm sure you're wondering, what does a world-famous MMA fighter have to do with caving? No, he was an MMA fighter. I don't know any MMA fighters. It is a very different John Jones is what. You never heard of John Jones? Okay. Nope. I don't watch MMA, and I've heard of John Jones. Yeah, I didn't. All right, whatever. John was a 26-year-old medical student. He was a devout Mormon and had recently acquired his first wife. He also had a one-year-old daughter, who was soon to be without a father, because he was leaving to go to the cave. John was an experienced caver. He was caving with his father when he was younger. He even volunteered as a stuck caver to train rescue teams. Utah's nightmare hole, Nutty Putty Cave, had recently reopened. Did they close it for a while? Yeah. I don't know why they closed it. But it was closed for a little bit. So 2006, I think, was when the 16-year-old got stuck. So maybe they closed it after that. Anyway, he was excited to explore the cave. In particular, the birth canal. The narrowest traversable passage in the place. While other members of his family and friends came along... They stayed back at the family-friendly section. (laughs) Family-friendly section? (laughs) There it is. Well, that's what they called it in the article I was reading. (laughs) It was like, you know, there's a bigger opening. I was just picturing, like, water slides and just like a... a... (laughs) Mudslides? Yeah, just... You don't know where they go, but (laughs) take one. John and his brother continued onward. They made it through an area called the Big Slide. They turned a slight right and came to the birthing canal. John went in first. It has the illusion of danger. It was a 70-degree angle downward, and if it wasn't so well-traveled, John's experience would have told him to turn back. But he wriggled his way downward. Though it was a tight squeeze, he could see the opening up ahead. His arms were firmly pinned to his side, pointing backward. Because of that, he was unable to stop what happened next. He slid down further, becoming wedged. His arms and legs were both useless, unable to move backward now. His only hope was to push forward. So he did. Unfortunately for John, he had made a mistake. Uh Uh-oh. This was not the birthing canal. Oh, no. What was it? He missed the right turn he needed to take. The passage veered to the right, passing a number of small channels. And so, down there in the bowels of planet Earth... He was off course. Does, does this one have a name? It does not. He is in a nameless part of the cave. Oh, God. <laughs> he was now in uncharted territory. He was in the most dangerous section of the cave. And at this moment, he realizes it. Panic! Jo- John's brother goes to get help. John is stuck down there for three hours until the rescue team comes. He had actually practiced this. Back when he was volunteering. That's true. He used to pretend to be stuck in caves. So he's fine. He's got this. John was now training them in hard mode. (laughs) The whole... It's the only mode to play in, right? (laughs) Yep. The hole he slithered into was just 10 by 18 inches. How the fuck does a grown-ass man fit down that, like... So he's super skinny. He's, uh... He was really tall, like six five i think he was and about 200 pounds okay so what was the size of the hole again uh 10 inches by 18 inches so pause i'm trying to figure out all right i have with me now measuring tape let's measure this so i can have fear so i can have a visual 10 inches 
And then 18. 18 inches. Nope. Nope. <laughs> That's a big nope there. There's nope. Hey, let's put it up to your shoulders. Hold on. I got broad, 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 broad shoulders. 18. Squeeze yourself in. Okay. Yep. See, you can fit. Let's do the, do you want to do the 10? No, I don't want to. Uh, you can do it. Oh, cool. Suck your stomach in. Oh. Uh, uh, two more inches. Oh, uh, more inches. I can't. <laughs> no. I have good news for you, Ashley. Yeah. You couldn't have gotten far enough into this cave to get stuck. Oh, my God. I'm too big. Okay. <laughs> All the rescuers could see if John were his boots sticking outward. All right, because you go head first. Mm-hmm. Okay. John and his rescuers were suffering in the poor air quality. Nutty Putty, being a thermal vent in Utah, was already boiling hot. Now with over a hundred rescuers physically exerting themselves, the cave transforms into an oven. Now, it was like 130 people yeah. were there. How did they all fit? I, It didn't say. I'm guessing there were two people in the cave. And, and then the then rest were like outside. Everybody was drinking just... coffee up at the surface. <laughs> yeah, because I'm just wondering, like, <laughs> they, they, it's like a big, like, this cave is tiny. There's all these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no way. Now, the thing is, I'm thinking this is a thermal vent yeah. in Utah. How fucking hot would this cave be? I think this is the first time you mentioned it being a thermal vent. I don't think you said it at the beginning. Okay. Well, it is a thermal vent. And, uh, you know, if, if you're down there, you're breathing. There's not good ventilation down yeah. there. You get, uh, at one point, there was a, a team of six boys down there. Yeah. Could you imagine how hot it would be? Yeah. Just... But this cramped thermal vent underground. All well, the no, people Weren't they the dehydrated ones? Oh, no, those those were the 13-year-olds. Mm. But the, the lead kid... Like, he couldn't stand on his own when he got out of the cave. One brave rescuer was able to wriggle down into the small crevice and tied a rope around John's ankle. They set up a complex pulley system through the winding tunnel. The team makes slow but steady progress pulling him up. They're doing it millimeters at a time. John prays to the Mormon god that the rope doesn't slip off. As they're clearing his waist through the tightest opening, he gets stuck. They pull harder. Mm-hmm. It is at this point that the pulley system fails. He prayed to the wrong God. John now f- should have prayed to the Christian God. Yeah, he prayed to the wrong. <laughs> yeah, maybe the Catholic God. Okay. He would have been okay. I mean, as long as you got baptized properly. <laughs> More on that. <laughs> <laughs> they pull harder. It is at this point that the pulley system fails. John now falls deeper into the hole than he was before the rescue ah, attempt. shit. After 28 excruciating hours... John stops responding. A doctor is sent down to make sure he's dead. A decision is made to not recover the body. Explosives are used to seal off the area. The cave is now permanently closed until they decide to reopen it again. And we are all left to wonder, why did the government have to kill him? Yeah. What did he know? What? Yeah, I feel like that escalated quickly. Oh, yeah. There, I mean, it was 28 hours later. I just sort of wrapped it up in a paragraph. They're like, you know what? I just... Yeah, did he pass out? Did he, like... He yeah. probably was dead. I don't know. Like, all that heat. I don't know. Like... Wouldn't... It's got to be tiring. He mm-hmm. could have just fallen asleep. Or, yeah. 
And then they send a doctor down there wearing his doctor scrubs. Yeah, all white. Now they'd send a nurse down there, right? They wouldn't send a doctor. I they just... make nurses do all this, <laughs> the shit like that. Yeah, like. But he's like, it, I think he's about like twenty feet down in this hole. Mm-hmm. So they send a medical expert. How does he check like his pulse and vitals? Does he just take his shoe off? Like he's not responding. Like yeah, I think he just eyeballed it and said he looks pretty dead down there. I'm leaving now. Yeah, that's. <laughs> and then they're like, you know what? We're just gonna close it all up. Yep. Just... I will say though, the story doesn't end here. What? Because there is one final penultimate twist. Because John Jones is actually a character played by Chadwick Hopson in a film called The Last Descent. I look unamused. <laughs> But if you're a student of English, perhaps you may know that penultimate means second yep, to last. So what's this last twist? For there is one more twist. Mm-hmm. The Last Descent is based on a true story of a man named John Jones whose body is sealed in Nutty Putty Cave. So did you write this story based on the movie or based on a, the, the real story? The real story. Which the movie is also based on. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, they got a little plaque with his head on it. Face, they got his actual like head? That's all they could get. This is his head. <laughs> well, they blew him up, so. Yeah. I feel like. I, what if he was still alive down there? He's dead now. Well, yeah, now, but like. The thing is, if he was alive, well, that's scary. Like, when I first read the story, I thought that's what happened. Like, like, they'd be like, oh, and then he came the next morning. They found him alive. No, I thought they were trying. They were like, this is not going well. And then they're like, hey, John, I uh, I got some bad news for you. We're just going to let you die. We're going home. <laughs> yeah. Listen, you were dumb for going down there, and we want to leave now. Sorry you made a human error and went down the wrong canal. Yeah. He wasn't as dumb as I originally thought he was either, because he he just took a wrong turn. Yeah. He was in the wrong spot, so I actually feel kind of bad. And he was an experienced caver, so just, that's sad. That's and he had a wife and a daughter at home. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you ended your story kind of before you ended it before the those two twisty twisty endings. You were like you thought that was the last twist. What it was? Oh, okay. Jeez. <laughs> Oh my god, we should just call you Shamalon. Um, you were like, it's closed for now. You know, in like 30 years, they're gonna be like, let's reopen this. Of course, this. they're gonna open it. <laughs> then, and then I'm gonna go. Movie out of it. We're gonna go. Oh god, god, we'd be so old. We'd probably be skinnier than maybe. You think we're gonna get skinnier? I mean, because we'll be getting to that point of old age where you just start losing weight, right? Uh, no. Pe- old people our size just die young. Yeah, you see okay. old people are skinny because the ones that look like us don't make it. Okay, so we'll just have our kids bring our ashes. My bones crack when I move. Okay, well, just have our kids bring our ashes and throw our ashes down the hole, and then we went there. We won. There is this... <laughs> so in Dark Tower number four, mm-hmm. it's a like a flashback book, mm-hmm. and Roland is in love with this girl. He's like 16-ish. So it's not weird when I say that she's like 16-ish. Okay. However, she is engaged to be wed to the mayor, who is like 
70 years old. Ew, I already said ew before you even came his age. <laughs> but, like, the way they describe this guy is every time he moves, like, his bones make noise. <laughs> and my bones do that. that now. I get that. <laughs> but I want to say I'm impressed that you told the story. Thank you. So was he the only one who died or were there other deaths in there? I think he's the only one that died. They sealed it up after him. Bunch of people got stuck. Yeah, the whole time, every time someone got stuck, I just felt bad for the rescuers. Oh, God. Like, you know, they're trained for that, but still, like... I think they're all volunteers. I don't geez. think they get paid for that. Yeah, I just want to know about the doctor. Just, yeah, he looks dead. Let's just seal it up. Listen, we just want you to say that he's dead. Just yeah, go in we, there. We don't want it to be on our shoulders that we made this decision. <laughs> or... Maybe they had like a Halloween prop down there. It's just like a skeleton. It's like, yeah, that he's definitely dead. Jeez. All right, let's get out. Uh, <laughs> I'm also thinking how they found the skinny rescuer that was able to like tie their shoes. They're like, okay, you're the skinniest one. You're going down there to tie this around. Oh him. my like, god! <laughs> like, there's a diagram of it. It looks so fucking scary. No, I don't want to see it. <laughs> I'm gonna post it on our Facebook group. Okay. But we did bring up baptisms. Yes, baptisms. So, there was a funny like... story in the news that you you alerted me of. Yeah, there was a, a Catholic priest who, for 20 years, was giving baptisms. You know, as you do, it's part of his thing. Apparently, he said one wrong word. And, and those, all those kids are in hell now. Now those baptism accounts. He said we, implying, like, the community. When you're supposed to say I baptize, implying, like, God and the church. I means God. Because I think the priests speak for God. I don't know. All that just. But yeah, so he said we, and now none of those baptisms count. And apparently if some of those if those baptisms don't count, the other sacraments they got might not have counted either after the fact. <laughs> so there might be a ton of things that don't count what for these poor mess. people. And then I guess some other priests were like, oh, shit, I've done the same thing. I'm like, why would you? Do? Just... <laughs> Shut your mouth. Shh, don't tell. I'm sure so... tons of them have done that. No, I just feel so bad. He resigned. He quit. He quit? Yeah, I think he resigned. That's not okay. <laughs> no, you don't. This is not worth losing your livelihood over. Can't the Pope step in? I don't know. The Pope, as we all know from dogma, can make stuff up. That's like his thing. Mm-hmm. So he could just be like... Those are fine. Those are fine. It was close enough. You can get a couple words. Good job. I imagine the originals are all in Latin. Yeah. So if you're speaking English, you're you're not speaking the original anyway. So I feel like maybe you could not be a dick about it. Yeah. (laughs) This is the sacrament. The other sacraments don't work either. Yes. Not like some of them. Like they said, like not all. Maybe not all the sacraments would count anymore that they've done since that one. So I don't know which ones are like dependent on the baptism, but. Oh yeah, that smudge we put on your head. That one. It wasn't magic this whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Boy, was his face red. I can't believe he resigned over that. Yeah, I think, yeah, I, I, I feel so bad for it, him. Well, it just seems like such a a non-scandal. Yeah. <laughs> you can keep your job. I'm sure nobody's really upset with him. I mean, unless all those people who were like, I thought I was baptized. Can you imagine, though? Because, like, you have to be baptized to go to heaven. So babies get baptized, you know, in the Catholic Church. What if your baby died? And now you're like, oh, shit, that baptism doesn't count. Oh, man. There was a cult mm-hmm. called the Anabaptists mm-hmm. back in the day. And uh, they were different from the other Christians because they didn't believe in baptizing babies. They mm-hmm. thought you had to be older to make the choice to get baptized. Which I feel like that's how it is with some other 
like churches too, Christian churches now. Maybe, but a lot I... of people died because of this. Oh, no. <laughs> there was it, it. This is a long, gruesome history of the Anabaptists. Like that, first they were persecuted, and then they got their own place, and then they really turned into like a legitimate insane cult. And there was at one point their place was surrounded, and the leader was like, "I got a vision from God." He says. If I bring myself and my 10 bravest, most believing men, then we can just charge them on horseback and he'll protect us. And he didn't. Oh, they died horribly. So when was this? This was, I don't remember. (laughs) There's this one church in, uh, I think, Germany. It's St. Lambert's Church in Munster, Germany. Where they have these three cages hanging have you ever seen that church? No. Those three cages are the cages that they held the bodies of these guys after they publicly tortured and removed all their skin Jeez. and bones and flesh. It just Oh my god. They still have the cages hanging like, up. <laughs> everyone is like, "Oh my god, those violence in movies and video games." <laughs> People used to watch public executions for fun. No. We would watch the gladiator games for fun. Yeah. We've always been violent. We've always watched violence for fun. This is nothing new. It's weird how much less violent we are with all of uh, our violent entertainment. Yeah, because we get it out on entertainment. We don't have to get it out on people. Yeah, if I didn't have Netflix, I'd, I'd probably go to one of these things. Like, yeah, like, oh, a public execution? We got nothing else going on this Saturday. Let's bring the kids, have a picnic. So how well, far are we from having those back? I think if they get rid of all our violent TV shows and stuff and movies, what else are we going to... But, like, okay, so, like, the Civil War... The first few battles, people were just like, you know, we're going to have a picnic and watch these battles. Like, before they realized this (laughs) is... Yeah, like, one of the first battles, people were just having a picnic. Like, we're going to watch a battle. That's kind of cool. Humans have always been like, we're going to see this bloody end. But, like, you could get shot. (laughs) Yeah, humans. We're violent people. I guess if you're up on a hill, maybe you could get a good view of it. Yeah, you Like, this is so cool. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Look at all these people die. (laughs) This is cool. Pass the popcorn. They didn't have movies. I don't know if players were going on then because that's probably like, why they had war. the war to begin with. <laughs> just a bunch of bored people without bored. Netflix. Yeah, but yeah, just all of human history. I feel like there was some form of really violent entertainment that we participated in, and I think our version of it is the best <laughs> because it's not real. This is pretty cool. I do like horror movies. And video games that can be violent. Yeah, it's just... Sorry. Didn't mean to go on a, a tangent, but we're violent people. Well, that was fun, though. Yeah. So what do we want to do? Do we want to wrap this up? Pick our next movie? Yeah, I'll roll. Do you have anything to share? Oh, uh, I don't think so. All right, let me go get my dice. Hang on. It was 16. You are a low roller. Mm-hmm. <gasps> oh, oh, in what? the mouth of madness. Oh. Have you ever seen this? It sounds familiar. <gasps> it sounds familiar. That means you haven't seen it. I mean, yeah, it just it sounds like, yeah. It's based on an H.P. Lovecraft book. All right. Reese. In the Mountains of Madness, okay. starring Sam Neill. Mm-hmm. It uh, is one of my childhood favorites. Who is I Sam Neill? Love was this. that name I'm supposed to know? He was uh, the guy from Jurassic Park, Grant. Uh, he was in The Piano. It fucking sucked. <laughs> The movie was terrible. read the synopsis for those of us who don't know this movie. Okay. 
When horror novelist Sutter Kane goes missing, insurance investigator John Trent scrutinizes the claim made by his publisher and endeavors to retrieve a yet-to-be-released manuscript and ascertain the writer's whereabouts, accompanied by the novelist's editor and disturbed by nightmares from reading Kane's other novels. Trent makes an eerie nightmare trek to a supernatural town in New Hampshire. I'm sold on the fact that it involves writing. You know, I'm like Stephen King. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to shove a writer everywhere because it's all I know. <laughs> oh, man. I'm like, so, hey, this does, I don't think this I've movie's seen it. fucking awesome. I know the name of it, so I think you've probably tried to get me to watch it for years. Okay. Because I feel like I would remember that premise. It's not like... Uh, oh, it's directed by John Carpenter. Ooh. So there we go. Starring Sam Neill, Julie Carmen, Jorgen Bergen. Uh Music by John Carpenter. How about that? When was that? it made? 94. Okay. Wait, that's when it was released in Italy. We got it in 95? Is it English? Italy had it before us? Do they speak yeah, English? Yeah, it is English. Why did Italy get it first? I don't know. When did Jurassic Park come out? Uh, 93, I think. So that guy was busy. John Carpenter? No, the guy that was in Jurassic Park, you said. Oh, yeah. I forgot his name already. And then uh, he just stopped being in stuff. <laughs> When's the last time you've seen Sam Neill in something? <sighs> Let's see here. So he was in Jurassic Park, In the Mouth of Madness. And then he maybe went bonkers and he's just like, oh, uh, Event Horizon. He's going to be in the new Jurassic Park, isn't the he? The Piano. I have no idea. Yeah, I think they're bringing the original people back to meet with the new people. It's going to suck. It's got Jeff Goldblum in it for show and the lady. And that's why I think it also has that guy still. It's going to suck. I'm just. <laughs> Are they all good? Are the old characters going to be alcoholics now and like just giving up on life, hating dinosaurs? I'm very confused as to why it took three movies rather than the pop up because I feel like if the shit was happening again, they'd be like, you know what? This is deja vu. Don't do this, you guys. This is stupid. Yeah, Unless I don't know. they're not playing their character. I don't know, because I don't know the premises, because I have not... I've only seen the... We saw that first one with Chris Pratt. Yeah, did we see the then, second one? No. So that's all, yeah. So I think there's been two other... The movie was one. not good. Like, I don't know how people are still going to see these in the theaters. Nostalgia, maybe? But it's not the same. They should... <sighs> it's so not the same. Because the practical effects in that, the original is just... But it's also... It's so much more... Like, the story sucks. Like, they made yeah. a dinosaur that never existed? Who They're like, people are sick of seeing dinosaurs. Like, the fuck they are. Nobody's going to get sick of seeing dinosaurs. <laughs> and so and they're like, we're just going to make something up that never existed. And then it ended up saving the day by fighting the sea creature, right? No. Or, no, they fought each other. What? That was the bad... No, the bad guy was the engineered monster. Oh, and right. then all the other dinosaurs teamed up. joined forces to kill that stupid yes, thing yes yes so oh, okay. it's so bad yeah and have chris Jeff pratt Goldblum was great in it. in it though i do like chris pratt <laughs> chris pratt but who was that chick that was in there around howard's daughter yeah i like her too she she's been in that one episode of black mirror that i saw mm-hmm. how did he have i a like daughter? her too because she's a redhead so yeah maybe that's why i like her <laughs> i don't think he was that bad looking yeah he was, he was just kind of average no really well, what does his wife look like I bet his wife is a bombshell. To produce that offspring with Ron Howard? <laughs> I don't think he's that bad looking. I don't think really? he's like attractive. I don't think he's, he's hideous. Ron Howard? I don't Okay. Ron Howard wife. How fucking hot is this oh well she's old. How hot was she, I guess? Oh my god. Oh, she's ugly too. 
She's as ugly as they're he just, is. They're average. <laughs> like us. Ron. They're average like but we look at are. His fucking daughter. She is not average. She's she kind of looks ugly there, but most of these she's super hot. She's just got to have I think it depends on her bangs. Yeah, that's probably it. I think it's um, the bangs. So I next, what? They're average. Anyway, <laughs> this is not what this podcast is about. <laughs> uh, so until next time. Uh, don't go in caves. Watch out for the banshee. All right. Anyway. So hire some drunks for your wedding. Or no, funeral. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Hire a bunch of people to cry at your wedding. <laughs> that would be amazing. Oh, that would be great. All right. Good night, everybody. <laughs>